Jesus is my sustainer. Jesus is my hope. Jesus is my rescuer. Jesus is my future. Jesus is victorious. Jesus is eternal. Jesus is my anchor. Jesus is my creator. Jesus is my savior. Jesus. 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 How are you guys doing? That was really lame. Um, like, this, is, this is my second weekend to talk here. And i got to tell you, like, how are you guys doing? Good. It's good to see you. I, was, I love what Greg said. Um, this, th- there's some firsts for me in these, these times that we're in right now. Um, the first thing is I've, never, I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I've never canceled worship services. Not for weather, not for anything, not for anything, and so we've got this unique situation. We've canceled worship services for this weekend. I'm really glad that you guys are here to celebrate this baptism service, and you're really a live studio audience because we've got people watching online. This is one of the first times I've ever spoken that we have, you know, we're intending for more people to watch online than the people who are in the room, and so, you know, really hoping the church follows through on that. They've been committed to that. Um, this is the first time I've ever spoken in a church where the back row was entirely empty. Um, you guys, like, you're together like a bunch of puppies right now. And this is, it has been so funny to watch that stuff. So um, we're really glad that you're here. I've been thinking about uh, this season that we're in as, as a community, as a country. A lot of thoughts about it, but really for today, one of the main words that comes to mind for me is, is we have this opportunity at this point. Um, we, have, we have a lot of opportunities in front of us. We have opportunity to... We have an opportunity to like, look inside and see what's most important to us. We have an opportunity to see um, where fear is bigger than faith. We have opportunity to live um, wide open, selfless lives right now. And my Bible reading this morning, I was reading in Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. The scripture says this. It says, Let us not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And so in this season, we have this great opportunity to do good, to love each other well, and to love our community well. And so I'm, I'm really excited, even though there's a lot of firsts and there's a lot of unknowns at this time, I'm really excited for the opportunity that we are handed. Um, A.W. Tozer said this, he said, a scared world needs a fearless church. And that to me is... a great opportunity for us to be people of faith and hope and love and to live without fear. So I'd like to pray for us. Would you guys bow your head and close your eyes with me? So Lord, with the psalmist, we would just say that, um, Lord God, you are our refuge and our strength. You are a present help in trouble. And therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, these things, Father, that are going on in our culture today are too big for us, um, but they are not too big for you, and so we're turning to you. And we do ask you, Lord God, for protection, and we ask you for blessing, and we ask you for wisdom for our leaders, we ask you for safety, and particularly for those who are on the front lines serving people who are sick. Um, our hearts go out to those who are most vulnerable among us, for their families, We're all made in your image, and so I pray for your selfless love 
to be shown in ways that surprise us and that point us to you. And so may we as your people live in a manner worthy of the gospel, worthy of the calling you have placed on our lives. And I pray these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're in this series um, that we have titled uh, Jesus. And if you were here with us last week, you kind of got the little preview of the series. The bottom line of this is we're, we're talking about Jesus at the beginning of this chapter of ministry together. And because the heart and the core of, of being a Christian is it's not, about, it's not about a set of rules. It's not about coming to church. It's about being in relationship with the person, Jesus. And so we're talking about Jesus, and really we're hoping to talk about him and to hold him out in ways that would cause people like you and me to want to know him or to know him better and that would stir inside of us a desire for our friends and for our neighbors to know him too. And so this is a really important series for us as we, as we launch together, but also as we let God stir our heart and our minds and our passions for this relationship, not a religion we belong to, but a relationship that he has created us to be in. And so this week, really, I'd like to talk with you about Jesus. We've kind of talked about him as the creator and the sustainer of life. And two words that I'd really like you to hang on to is Jesus is our, our life and he is our light. All right, so confession time for me to you guys. Um, I watch The Office. Some of you guys here in the room, you watch The Office with me. If you guys are watching at home, like you want to raise your hand in the room you're in too, that's good too. So if you watch The Office, um, so I'm not recommending it to you. I'm not, um, I'm not telling you like, hey kids, your pastor gave you permission to go watch it. I, I just find it funny because it's a satire in American workplace, The Office. I work in an office. I see myself. I see my coworkers. And I just laugh through many of the episodes. So I want to show you here in just a moment a clip from The Office. What this clip is, it's the new manager played by Will Ferrell. He comes into the office and he is getting to know the people that now work for him and he is trying to encourage and inspire and motivate them with a juggling routine. So if you guys would please, like, let's watch it. We're all here. I've got the music cued. Why don't I just do my routine without the juggling balls? <laughs> Prepare to go into the danger zone. Oh, wow, you weren't kidding. No, never. Can someone please throw me a fifth ball? If you dare. Incoming and wrong. Remember, nothing's impossible. Phyllis, where's Phyllis? Here. Do you believe in me, Phyllis? Yeah. Because I believe in you. Yeah. Okay. Feel that connection? Don't move your head, please. Thank you. Ah, big hand for Phyllis. That took a lot of guts. That good? Um, so what I want to talk with you about today, this message, is, um, this message is for those of us who are going through life feel like something's missing. Um, I love that video because it's missing like the most important part, right? But for those of us who are going through life and acting like there's something there, but you know, deep in your heart, you know that 
that this life you're trying to live it really has no light. Maybe it's like in your church life there's a lot of activity, but spiritually you've got, like, you've got nothing going on there. Or in your marriage, you and your spouse are just, you're just faking it like crazy right now. Or in your friendships, they're just, they're just empty. And you just, you just know that there's something that's missing from your life. And I know it's a silly little video clip, but if you just maybe let it be a metaphor maybe for your life or for an important part of your life where you might say, like, I have life right now, but I'm not really living it. And so to put it in terms for our main verse today, maybe you have, you have life, but you don't have light. So if you have a Bible with you, um, if you would open it with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1. We're going to look mainly at verse 4 and 5 today, but I'm going to, I'm going to show some verses to you on the screen first. These are the main verses in the Bible that talk about Jesus being the creator and sustainer of life. And really, these verses, what they do for me is they, just, they lead me to a point of worship. So I want to read a couple of them to you today. And then I want to explore Gospel of John chapter 1 with you for a little bit. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. We read these verses together last week. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He's spoken to us by His Son, Jesus, whom He's appointed heir of all things, and through whom also He made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17, Scripture tells us this, The Son is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things, and in him all things hold together. So these verses give us this really, this really big picture of Jesus being the creator and the sustainer of life, and it's such a massive scope, which when I acknowledge and point out, like right now in our culture where it feels like everything's falling apart, Jesus is the creator and the sustainer. In him all things hold together, and while from our perspective it may look like this thing is coming unglued, it does not come unglued because the Lord Jesus Christ holds it together. And that's a really big picture of things. What I really want for today to be, I want today to be deeper and more personal for us. And so I'd like to give us, you know, not just this reminder that Jesus is the creator and sustainer of it all, but, but this is a personal, Jesus is the giver and sustainer of life and light for each one of us. So if you've got your Bible up in John chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, connecting some of these dots, through him, through Jesus, all things were made without him, Nothing was made that has been made. And then here's our verse. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. So really for us to be able to understand what John, who's the guy who wrote these words back in about, scholars tell us, around 90 A.D. So he had, he had seen Jesus. He had walked with Jesus. He was one of Jesus' disciples. He called himself the disciple that Jesus loves. He knows Jesus really well, and he's writing at the end of his life, he's writing these words about Jesus to help us come to believe and embrace him too. And so as he starts this Gospel of John, he's master storyteller in this, what he's doing is he's laying his first, like his prologue, the first 14, 15, 17 verses, somewhere around there, he's laying that 
next to, in his mind, he's thinking Genesis chapter 1, the very beginning of the Bible. And so for us to really get what he's talking about in these first few verses that I just read, I want to just kind of, on the screen a little bit, lay some of these verses side by side for you, comparing Genesis 1 with John 1. So if you guys are good to go with me on that. In Genesis chapter 1 and in the Gospel of John chapter 1, both of these both of these books start with that phrase, in the beginning. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1 tells us, God created the heavens and the earth. It's the answer to the really big question, hey, where do we come from? How did we get here? I think it's great. It's the first words of the Bible that answer the question for us, hey, where do we come from and how did we get here? Well, when all these things started, God created the heavens and the earth. John, when he's writing this all those centuries later, is thinking back to those first words of Genesis, and he says this, he says, hey, in the beginning, at that point when God created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning was the Word. And we talked last week about Jesus being the Word, and if you weren't here, I'd encourage you to go back and watch that message. In the beginning, Jesus was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so he's connecting the creation account with Jesus as the beginner the one who begins life for us. So that's, that's the first where. And then in Genesis chapter 1, it also says, and God said. Like there's this word, and God said, and it's seven times in Genesis chapter 1, and God said, and the first time he says, let there be light. And it's just this most amazing statement, let there be light, and when God speaks, when the word, when God speaks those words, let there be light, there was light. And so John, again, knowing these verses and letting them process through his grid as he's talking about these things, he says, through him the word, through him the word, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus is the one who began life for us. And so, so he's wanting us to connect the dots with Jesus. It's not just this, this God who is unseen, who, who we don't know, who we can't figure out, but Jesus, this, this man who came and lived on the earth, the Son of God, God the Son, like we know who made all these things and started all of these things. Through Him, everything was made. Now, this next one, this is in Genesis chapter 2. It's talking about when, when God made human beings. In Genesis chapter 2, I believe it's verse 7, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Speaking about our first father, Adam, God made him from the dust of the ground and then breathed into him. Uh, everything else that was made during creation, God spoke and it came into existence. When it came time to make a human being, he formed him with his, out of the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life. And that's what made mankind different. John chapter 1, when he's talking about Jesus, he says this, he says, In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. And I, to me, that is like there's, there's, this, there's this difference between breath of life in Genesis chapter 2 where all human beings are alive. There's this, John wants us to see and understand that there's, there's difference between having breath of life and having light of life. So about a year ago, I was um, at our church in Texas and... I was, I'm 50. It's just so you guys, if you're wondering, how old is that guy? Well, you know, you weren't even thinking that, were you? So I'm going to tell you, I'm 50 years old this year. Um, so about a year ago, I was staring, I was 49, staring at 50. And, you know, for you guys who haven't hit it yet, maybe some of you who've hit, like, you've, you're 29, you've been staring at 30, 
Or you're 39 staring at 40, same thing happens when you're 49 staring at 50. So I'm looking at this number that I'm not really super excited about turning on the calendar. And at the same time, our youngest kid has just gone off to college, and so Marie and I are, are new to the empty nest, and I'm, I'm on the front end of some stuff. Trying, like I'm trying to process what is going on in life right now. And I'm feeling things I haven't felt before, and I'm wondering about things I haven't wondered about before, and so it just comes in the season where I'm trying, okay, so I'm trying to figure this out. And I was engaged in strategic planning at the church we have in Texas, and there were a group of us on the leadership team, we were sitting in a room, and we were talking about the next five to ten years of church, and the things that we do in strategic planning sessions, you guys who are part of that, we do it at church too. And so we're sta I'm staring at the mission statement of our church. In the mission statement of our church in Texas, I still remember it, it was the first half of it was to enable the seeker of purpose, meaning, and truth, last half, to know, love, and serve Jesus Christ. And I was looking at that first half of the phrase as a leader in the church, trying to think through strategically, okay, so this is our mission statement, what, what vision comes out of this for days ahead? And I remember looking at that, the seeker of purpose, meaning, and truth. It was like inside, but something inside me was going, that's you. Like you are, you are at this season of life where you are trying to figure out what's next, what happens, where do we go from here? To enable the seeker of purpose, meaning those are the really big questions of life. Those are the ones we all ask. And the answer to that question, it's just like it was just, it was on the paper in front of me and it became clear as day. The answer to that question isn't, it's not a strategic life plan. The answer to that question is a person. The answer to the question of what is my purpose, why am I here, what comes next for me, is not going to be found in reading a book or working through something. Like The answer to that is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm a pastor, for goodness sake. Like It shouldn't have taken that much energy to get to that point, but I had this amazing moment where it's like, the answer to what I'm wondering right now is... Is a person. And I was, in this, I was in this season of life where I had life. Like I had breath of life. I was breathing. I was, I was getting up and I was going to work every day and I was engaging my family and I was participating in my hobbies and I was having fun with my friends. I had, like I had life, but I didn't have light in that life. And, and what I think is really important for us to be able to wrap our arms around is if you want to have light, like more than just living, like if you want to have light in your life, it's, it's not found in a thing, it's not found in information, it's not found, like, it's only found in one person, and that person is Jesus Christ. In Him is life, and His life is the light of all human beings. So I just, I want to process through a few things with you. You know, one of the things I told you last week, and I really mean it for this series, there's not a lot of action items for like, let's go do this like together. This is, this is about like, hey, God has offered us a relationship with himself through his son Jesus, and let's really press into that. And so here's just some things to think about. Um, it's, on these points, if you're taking notes, number one, we all have breath of life from Genesis chapter 1. We got it from our parents. Like we inherited breath of life from our parents, but it is life without life. 
It's life without light. We all have breath of life, but it's life without light. We, we inherit this breath of life from Adam and Eve, but because of their independence, their desire to be independent from God, because of their rebellion against Him, when they walked away from Him, you and I, as their children, like we, we are born into that same scenario. We're born as people who are like we're just bent to go our own way. We're bent to like hold God at arm's length and say, no thanks, I got this. And, and because we have inherited, we've inherited breath of life from our parents, we've inherited this, this distance, this natural distance that we want between us and God. We have, we have life, but we don't have any light. And it's like, it's, that's D'Angelo juggling the air, right, from the picture. And I just made a list of other things. You're married, but you're feeling alone. You're married, but you're feeling alone. That marriage doesn't solve the loneliness problem. You're married, but you're feeling alone. Those hollow victories, you know, where you get acknowledged for something at work or you win something in school or sports and, and you're standing there and being, being congratulated by people who matter to you and there's that something inside that says, this isn't, this isn't everything I thought it was going to be. You know, those, those hollow victories... There's church without spiritual growth. There's looking to your future without anticipation or hope. If I just, you know, it's sort of a joke. It's diet Dr. Pepper. Why would we do that? Decaffeinated coffee. I mean, those things don't make any... It's just... It's all, it's all form and no substance. Right? And so, so we have a breath of life from our parents, but we don't, we don't naturally have light. This light comes from Jesus. So here are these words, in Jesus is where we have life and light. And theologians, that term, in Jesus, that's a theological, like theologians call that union with Christ. And um, these guys who are going to get baptized here in a few minutes, they're, they're demonstrating a union with Christ in that baptism. When we're joined to him by faith in him, everything that is true about him now becomes true about us. And so we enjoy favored status with God the Father. When Jesus was baptized, you guys are getting baptized, hear this. When Jesus was baptized, the voice from heaven boomed, this is my beloved Son. With Him I am well pleased. What God the Father said to His Son Jesus, because you have been united to Him, what God the Father said to His Son Jesus, He says over you. And so there's this, this favored status with the Father. And we begin in this favored status as we, as we take on who Jesus is. We begin to love who Jesus loves and do what Jesus does. And, and we get to join in with this mission of His. And like, I think that addresses a pretty common misconception in our culture. I think there's this conception in, in the Christian culture that, that I put my trust in Jesus so I could have eternal life. Like, so I could go to heaven when I die. I put my trust in Jesus to go to heaven when I die, and then I go about my business trying to be good, trying to get better. But the truth is, eternal life is not about going to heaven. It's about being in relationship with God. Remember, we talked about this verse last week a little bit. Jesus is praying out loud to the Father so that we get to hear Him. And He says, this is eternal life that they would know you, the one true God, and your Son whom you've sent. Like, that's eternal life. Not 
Not that somehow, I, like I, when I die, I go to heaven and whatever that is. Eternal life is this relationship that we have. It is quantity and quality of relationship with God. And so, so it's this entry into a relationship with Jesus that brings, that brings light into our everyday lives. And what Jesus has done for us is he's offered to rescue us from that from that empty life that has no light in it. I love this verse. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, united to Him, if they're in Him, the new creation has come. The old, that, that life without life, that's gone. And we now have this, this new is here, and it's life and light. Which brings me to this statement that I think is incredibly important for us. If you're here and you're just kind of wondering about this Christian thing, if you came to support somebody who's getting baptized, or if you've been kicking the tires at this, trying to figure out, or if you've been a Christian for as long as you can remember. There's, there's very important distinction for us as Christian people. It is a trusting versus trying. It's a trusting versus trying. Our natural inclination is to try harder. If you, those of you who remember, if you're a believer in Jesus, you think back to your life before Jesus, what was it made up of? It's made up of trying really hard. right? You had some kind of strategy for getting to heaven when you die. And you tried and you tried. And, and I know for me it happened a couple days before I turned 13. Like I just became really aware. And it was a gift from God, an awareness from God. I became really aware that like, that strategy, that isn't working. I try as hard as I want to, and I can't achieve this on my own. And, and it's a shift in thinking from, from trying to trusting. And so I, if I had an action point for you today, it would be stop trying so hard. Spiritually speaking, stop trying so hard and start trusting the one who will give you light and life. Ask him, ask him to show you what he's doing so that you could join him. Receive what he's offering you instead of trying to reach out and take something or make something happen for yourself. There's a big difference between trying and trusting and I really think that's worth some thought and some conversation, evaluation of your life. Am I, am I trusting or am I trying in this? And so I want to wrap up our time together today. For those of us who are here, for those of us who are watching at home, I want to offer you some questions for reflection. Because again, I think these are important things to evaluate in our own lives before we try to move forward. So the first question I would ask you is this, where am I experiencing life and light? So as I look really at what's going on in my heart and my life, where am I experiencing life and light? And where am I experiencing life without light? It'd be good to just kind of process through that and hold that openly before the Lord. Let Him, let him point to you and, and, and hear what He would have to say. Here's the second thing. Do I really believe that in Jesus, united to Him, I'm a favored child of God? Do I really believe that? And what might be different in my life if I were to receive, not chase, but if I were to receive favored child of God is my identity? That could make a huge difference in your life. Here's the third one. Is there something that Jesus is up to or someplace that he's going and he's inviting me to follow him? 
Not where he's standing here and pointing me to go make my own way, but where he's saying, hey, follow me into this. Just come trust me, trust me, walk into this, walk into this with me. Is there some place that Jesus, is, is there something he's up to or some place he's going and he's inviting me to go with him? Here's the fourth one. What am I trying to change or make happen instead on my own? Like, trying. What am I trying really hard to do right now? What would it look like if I were trusting instead? And then I'm going to give you one new one, because yeah, I was processing this, like a lot has changed since I had to turn these slides in for our media people to be able to get them on the screen. Our world has changed substantially in the last couple of days, so here's one more question. This is from verse 5 of the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 4 tells us, in him, Jesus, is life, and that life is the light of all human beings. Verse 5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't overcome it. And so here's my question based on verse 5 and based on what's going on in our world right now. What darkness needs Jesus' light shining through me? And so I'd really encourage you guys in, in smaller groups. It might be a while before we can join together in big groups, but Christian people gather. So in smaller groups, to be gathering together and asking yourself these kinds of questions Life and light and favored child God and processing through these things together, I think it's going to be amazing what God does if you'll spend some time letting him speak into these important parts of your life. So if you guys would please let me pray for us. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? So Heavenly Father, thank you for not leaving us just to figure life out on our own. Thank you for... Thank you for life and light made available to, G to us through Jesus. So I pray for myself. I pray for my friends who are in this room. I pray for my friends who are watching us on video this weekend. I pray that we would know and enjoy life and light. Thank you, Jesus, for giving it to us. Thank you for giving us your life. Thank you for being our light. We love you and we honor you and we pray these things in your name. Amen. So we have this really cool um, opportunity. We're baptizing, is it 26, 27? A lot. We're baptizing a lot of people in this worship service. We're so excited. So, so what's happening in this water in these next few minutes, these are people who are declaring to you that they have, like they are in Christ. They are united with him by faith. And this is evidence of them, like they have given up trying and they have chosen the path of trusting Jesus instead. So like, let's celebrate this with them. This is Kristen Risser and um, I have the privilege of being on staff with her and uh, she wanted to be baptized today along with her son Tyler. First of all, we're going to baptize Kristen. Kristen, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? He died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures. I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledge his right to be the Lord of your life? Yes. Upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Tyler. Tyler's seven years old. I told him because he's a little nervous that I've only had two kids drown during baptism. And then he told me today, you're kidding, right? And I, I was. Tyler, do you believe 
that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, he was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? Yes. And have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Yes. Then we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Jenny Zuli, and one of the things that she wrote down and said the reason she wanted to be baptized was because of her strong Christian faith and personal relationship with Jesus. She loves the Lord and wants to live out her faith every day with a joyful smile, which she does very, very well. She's been a believer for a while, but she's excited to take, she says, the plunge and be all in for Christ. Jenny, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I have. Well, upon the confession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is uh, Eric, whoops, I'm wrong. Yes, Eric Byers, and um, uh, he wanted to be baptized today to be fully committed to Christ, and he wants to focus on building his relationship with Jesus. So, Eric, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Yes. Then upon your confession of faith, I baptize your name in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is Bryce. I think you're nine, right? Yep. Yep, and you're not married yet, right? We're waiting until we're 12. Is that correct? And Bryce, you want to be baptized because you want to be all in for Christ. And I think your dad has a couple of questions for you. Bryce, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and was buried and rose again according to the scriptures? Bryce, have you placed faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? On your confession, Bryce, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Now, Morgan, if I'm not mistaken, this is Morgan Curry and her dad, David. I think, didn't something happen this uh, on the winter retreat this year for you? Yeah. And what happened there? Um, winter camp. And winter camp and? You kind of recommitted your life to Christ, I think, and yeah. wanted to kind of make baptism kind of your statement that you believe and you're going to follow Jesus. Is that right? Yes. Well, your dad has a couple of questions for you. Morgan, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. Morgan, have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I do. Well, then, upon your confession, Morgan, your Father and I, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Aubrey Velez, and Aubrey, tell us, when did you ask Christ into your life? Um, like a month ago. <laughs> a month ago at winter camp, and um, we love uh, our students, and we love it when they um, make that commitment, and I had the opportunity to sit and visit with Aubrey. This gal is absolutely delightful and, and incredibly smart, but it's got a whole lot of energy and a great smile. And it's a pleasure to be a part of this with you today. Aubrey, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and was buried and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be Lord of your life? Yes. Then upon your confession, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is Aaron Biermeyer, and Aaron, who's in the tank with you today? Todd Strumford. And why is he in here? He's my life group leader, and I just decided he should be the one to... <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that he had said uh, Todd's been with him for several years and has really built into his life, and I've absolutely enjoyed getting to know Aaron. Aaron uh, wrote a testimony, and, and uh, the kid can write and express himself well, and so it's been a delight to get to know him and his family. And you have a couple questions for him, Todd. So Aaron, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. And have you placed faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I do. Well, Aaron, on the, upon your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now we have uh, Devin, who is 13. Uh, Devin, 
you're Devin. This is Vanessa. <laughs> they're, they're the same family. It's good, right? Uh, so we have Vanessa uh, here. So Vanessa, I got, I got two questions, and we'll invite Brother uh, down. First question is, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, he was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? I do. And have you placed faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be Lord of your life? Yes. Well, upon your confession that I baptize you, Vanessa, okay, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Devin. All right. So next we have Devin. You can bring that down here. It's a little cold, I know. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Devin, I got two questions for you. You ready? First question is, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, who was, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? Yes. And have you placed faith in Christ as your Savior acknowledges right to be Lord of your life? Yes. It's upon your confession that I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have we have Riley, and you got somebody with you. What? You have somebody with you in here? Yeah, my dad. Okay, so Riley and her dad, and so this is such an honor. So uh, you want to just uh, have the two questions for Riley? Yeah. Riley, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died, was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? Yes. Have you placed faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged His right to be the Lord of your life? Yes. It's upon your confession of faith that we get to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. a little chilly. This is Nathan. He's a buddy of mine. He's the only one who's letting me baptize him, so I feel like a real pastor. Uh, so thanks, bro. Uh, he, uh, over this past winter camp, you had a pretty powerful moment with God and really kind of was a turning point for you, right, to say, hey, I want to declare my faith to the world around me because I'm not ashamed. I've got nothing to hide. Uh, so I'm super proud of him and excited about what he's got going on in his life and his walk with Jesus. Nathan, i got two questions for you, man. Uh, first is, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. Awesome. And have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I have. Sweet, dude. Well, hold that washcloth up nice and tight so I don't drown you. And upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> We're not done yet, but we're taking a little break so we can stand and we're going to worship a little bit together.
growing in her faith here the last few years and felt this was an important step for her to take uh, this next step in her journey with Christ. Kate, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, that he was buried and rose again according to the scriptures? Yes. And have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Then upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
my friend uh, Frank Windish, and uh, and if you ever get time and you see him and you want to hear us a little bit of a story, he's got quite a story how God has been so incredibly grateful to him and wanted to take this step and be all in with Christ today. So Frank, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? I do. Have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Yes. And upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I met this couple here this uh, last week and got to know them a little bit. This is Udi and I asked her, what's Udi? And U is, how they do it in China is their last name is first, their family name, and then her name is D. And I said, does that have meaning? And she says to me, yes, it means if you fight me, I will win. <laughs> and uh, just a really, really sweet couple. Udi, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, that he was buried and rose again according to the scriptures? Yes, I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I do. And Udi, then upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, because of the time element, we don't have time to tell the stories. And Nico has quite a story. And I got to know her again as I met her, getting ready for baptism. And one of the things I'd encourage you to do when you meet some of these people out in the hall in the next two or three weeks, three weeks stop and ask them to share a little bit of their story. And I'm going to, I believe that you will be incredibly blessed. And Nico says, this is my new beginning. And my new beginning, a quote from a message that Dan Scarrow gave two or three weeks ago, my, your new beginning may require a tangible reminder. And at the edge of your new beginning, we trust and we, we must release um, our history. And uh, it's very, very delightful to be able to be a part of your day. Nico, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. Have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I did. And Nico, upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ryan Corneman, 
And Ryan wrote, in the past year I rededicated my life to Christ and I've never been baptized and I felt God tugging at my heart to make the next step in my faith. And I've had the privilege of getting to know Ryan um, uh, in our men's group and he's, I'm with him in the men's group uh, now and we had communion together over at one of our favorite churches called Buffalo Wild Wings where he shared a little bit of a story with me and he's become a good friend and brother. Ryan, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? That he, was, he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Yes, I do. Then upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. wrote that her love for God and wanting to be obedient in baptism um, he just really placed upon my heart that this was the time to be all in with him Chantel, do you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died, was buried and rose again according to the scriptures and have you placed your faith in Christ as savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Most definitely <laughs> Then upon your confession of faith, Chantel I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit my friend Eric and uh, a year ago or so, it's a little over a year ago now, um, I had the privilege of uh, being the pastor at his wedding, of his wedding, him and Dana and um, he's become a good friend and he's a brute and enjoyed uh, immensely. This is what he wrote, he says, I want to public show, publicly show my leap of faith. I'm unashamed of being a believer. Being baptized is something I've wanted to do and today is my special day. Eric, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I have. Then, Eric, upon your confession, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. One of the things that's really special about these two girls are kind of like uh, my grandkids, my second set of grandkids. And um, I told them if I got teary, I was going to blame it on the chlorine in the water. But this is Elena Riefelt. She says, I want everyone to know that I believe in God and I want to public pro publicly proclaim that he is also my Savior and Lord. Elena, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. Have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I have. And Elena, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
this is Elise Reedfield, who is also has turned 17 today. And so, and she says, hold the applause, she'll take cards and money. Um, she says, I want to obey what the Lord has told us to do and public proclaim that he is my Lord and Savior. So Elise, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? I do. Have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I have. So Elise, then upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is your church home. You'll know this family. They've uh, had a tough, what, eight weeks now? And, um, and they had a special dream that they had about being baptized as a family that um, Chuck, husband and father, would be here, but he passed away two weeks ago. And uh, they still wanted to follow. <laughs> and honor their dad this way, as well as their Lord. I had the privilege of being in the hospital with them a lot over those 16 days. And um, while they were struggling with, was looking to be not good news, a good ending with their dad, they were ministering to the entire 5G floor. They were out praying, encouraging, walking alongside a lot of people that became friends to them because they were serving outside themselves. So this is a very, very special family. And Daryl and I are going to do uh, this together. In fact, do you mind if we do all four of them? Oh, no, we're doing one. Yeah, you're doing one. You want to do first? This is the oldest son. This is Ben. He said, I want to proclaim my allegiance to Christ and to surrender to his lordship. Ben, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures? Absolutely. And have you placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? I have. And upon your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. said he wants to publicly declare that he's a follower of Christ and that Jesus is both his Savior and Lord. Yeah. So Daniel, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and was buried and rose again according to the scriptures? Yes, sir, I do. And have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Yes, I have. And upon your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
And this is the youngest, Sam. And uh, Sam, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? With all my heart. And have you placed your faith in Christ as Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life? Absolutely. And we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. things I appreciate about Barb, I just want you to know, it was heartbreaking for her to lose Chuck. We were married, what, 33 years coming up pretty soon? Yeah. Easter weekend. Easter weekend. Huh. And um, when we would talk, uh, sometimes in the waiting room and uh, down by the room uh, where Chuck was, one of the things I appreciated was something that Ben shared at the memorial service. And he said this, when you pray, uh, thy will be done, sometimes that means things are not going to go the way that you anticipated they would, but you have surrendered your will and trust God in it. And uh, this family did that, and, um, and we're uh, honored to be a part of this. Do you want to read the questions? So do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, was buried, and rose again according to the Scriptures? With all my heart. You placed your faith in Christ as your Savior and acknowledged his right to be the Lord of your life. Absolutely. And we've seen that in you. We've seen that in you. So upon your confession of faith, it's our privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. been watching this and you haven't been baptized and um, like there's something pulling in your heart talk to one of us wearing one of these I'm made new shirts and we'll we'll do this again um, I'd love for you to be part of it if um, if you have never experienced like if you have that life but you don't have light and life and and you've felt something inside of you saying hey something needs to change I'd love to talk with you Greg would love to talk with you kind of help you understand how you could come to know Jesus as your Savior and experience, experience the light that he wants to give to your life. This has been a beautiful thing. I'm so glad we got to be part of it. Um, can I pray for us? And then we're going to sing one more song when we're done. So would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? Lord Jesus, I'm really encouraged by the, just the testimony of faith that's happened in this room over this last little bit. These men and women, boys and girls who have stood here in front of friends and family on video declaring to all that um, you are their Savior, you are their Lord. And thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for being our Lord. Thank you for setting yourself up as, as God over us and saying that we could be your people and allowing us to walk in your life and in your light. And so we're thankful for that today and we honor you, we worship you, we love you, Jesus. So we pray these things in your name. Amen.